0: Why don't you just give us your definition of what transparency should look like?
1: Yeah, let me just say that that phrase, along with authenticity, I think is is probably the most overused phrase in the business world right now by companies. Mm-hmm. It's quite insincere most of the time.
0: Well, welcome to Shift Digital. I'm your host, Chris Bass. Uh, Shift Digital is brought to you by MediaFuel a digital marketing agency that distinguishes brands and helps them generate demand. Uh, Full transparency, I'm also president, managing partner of Mediafuel. You can learn more about us at mediafuel.net. But enough about us, Shift Digital is all about leadership and marketing and growing your business. And with that, I'm happy to welcome our guest today. Uh, This is episode Dos, and Marcus Sheridan is with me. Uh, (laughs) He is a uh, entrepreneur, sales professional, marketing professional uh, he's done it all in growing businesses and uh, he's also the author of they ask you answer and just looking it up it was the number one marketing book to read in 2017 by Mashable um, Marcus you launched River Pools uh, you have an advertising agency thanks for taking the time to be with us
1: tonight. yeah yeah it's my pleasure and uh, hopefully we will uh, say something that gets your listeners Excited and ready to take action because, after all, that's what it's all about, right?
0: Absolutely. Well, I, I know you will have something to say. I may <laughs> not, but I know you. I will have something to say. Yes. Um, and today we're going to talk about what transparency really looks like in marketing. Yeah. And um, why most companies don't actually do it. Um, so why don't uh, why don't we just start there? Why don't you just give us your definition of what transparency should look like?
1: Yeah, let me just say that that phrase, along with authenticity, I think is, is probably the most overused phrase in the business world right now by companies. Mm-hmm. It's quite insincere most of the time. Mm-hmm. Because if you're transparent, it means the buyer, the prospect is not left wanting. When they're vetting you from a digital perspective, which today we know that the average buyer slash customer has gone through roughly seventy to eighty percent of the buying process before they engage a company. So in other words, before they fill out the form, before they walk through the doors, before they call you, whatever the thing is, however they get in touch, we know on average, B2B and B2C, no no exceptions here, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Seventy to eighty percent And even if somebody's lower than that as a company, they're much higher than they were 10 years ago, especially 20 years ago, which was roughly really the advent of the Internet just starting to go crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So what is transparency? Transparency means during that 70 80%, somebody can say, I was fed, I was satiated, and I don't feel like I'm lacking the information that I need so as to be able to make a decision. Transparency means that the company is willing to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. You see, most companies only want to talk about the good, mm-hmm. and that makes them sound like everybody else in the world. That's not special. It's not unique. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about the bad and the ugly, and what I mean by that is there's just many perceived or questions or worries or fears that are perceived as negative by the business. What's interesting about that, Chris, It's not until buyers are very serious about actually buying something Mm -hmm. that they research what's wrong with the thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Case in point, you mentioned it. I'm a pool guy originally, OG, right? Yeah. And started a fiberglass swimming pool company in 2001. So one of the most uh, common questions we would get are things like this. Are fiberglass pools ugly? Are fiberglass pools cheap? Do fiberglass pools pop out of the ground? What are the problems with fiberglass pools? These are prolific questions that people are asking in the marketplace. Guess what? Most fiberglass pool companies still, to this day, even though I've talked about it at nausea now for over 10 years, do not address those things. Thus, they're not transparent. They don't win that 70 to 80%. And if you want them to make that call, fill out that form, walk through the doors, you got to be willing to think about it differently you got to be willing to give them more, teach them more, say more than everybody else in your space is willing to teach, do, or say.
0: Yeah, yep. So you mentioned it. You mentioned uh, some of the ugly there. Do fiberglass pools pop out of the ground? Yeah. How do you handle that as a brand? How should you deal with that?
1: You don't even have to analyze how you handle it Mm -hmm. so much because they're already handling it. You meet with a homeowner, hypothetically. Mm -hmm. Homeowner says could these pop out of the ground? What's the answer? The answer is probably some semblance of an honest answer. Mm-hmm. Well, could they? Yes, they could. Just like any type of pool, concrete could pop out of the ground. A vinyl liner can float. Now, what can prevent that from happening is the core of this conversation. Mm-hmm. And then you teach what will prevent it from happening. Yep. So, it is not smart to ignore the elephant in the room. In mm-hmm. too many companies, they... <laughs> they take the elephant, let's say that it's any of these number of questions, yep. you know, are fiberglass pools cheap? Do they pop out of the ground? What are the problems? They put the elephant in the corner and they think the buyer is not going to see the elephant in the corner. Mm-hmm. It's a freaking elephant. The buyer isn't dumb. Even the uninformed are eventually going to become informed. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. That's why we have this thing called the internet. And so this idea... Of we can allow the buyer to live in a state of ignorance in 2021 mm-hmm. and beyond and still become the voice of trust in our space. Because that's the that is the end game. Yeah. The end game is if we really are transparent, if we're really if we're really willing to listen and address those questions, worries, fears, issues, concerns on our website through text, through video, which is the essence of the ask you answer, well then we just might become that voice of trust for them. And that's mm-hmm. who they're going to give their business to. That's business. That's not going to change. That is going to be as relevant to your business and mine, Chris, 20 years from today as it is right stinking now. Absolutely. That will not change. It's a principle of truth. That's the beauty behind trust. You ask somebody, when did trust happen? When did it occur? When was it born? There's no answer for that. Why? It's a principle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: When's it going to go away? I have no idea. Never. Never. It's a principle. When's Facebook going to die? Hopefully soon. It's a program. It's a platform. It's not a principle. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference. You build your business, your sales and marketing philosophies and strategies around principles. You don't care what happens to the marketplace because you bring that philosophy to the next thing. So when it goes from MySpace to Facebook to whatever the next thing is, you move with it and you're not concerned about it because you're just rinsing and repeating. You don't have to change who you are. Mm-hmm. And you weren't built on a platform. You were mm-hmm. built on principle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and as you were just brought this topic up as we were thinking about it, one of one of my favorite brands, Southwest, Yeah, they've gone through a... Debacle in the last month, um, yep. and, and I really feel like what you just said there—trust—it's a principle. I really feel like they've broken that principle with their customers over the last few weeks. Um, you know, they had the campaign transparency; um, <laughs> they, they've been fairly transparent, and that has been part of the brand for a long time. Up until just recently, I feel like overnight they've killed the brand. What's your perspective on? the Southwest incident that's just happened here where the flight's canceled. And it's really an internal debate that's happening that they're not being honest about, it seems like.
1: It's a loaded question, right? It's a loaded question. And um, sometimes when you're spinning the drain, you just got to flush it all out, and then you have to... Essentially, get back to the basics. You got to mm-hmm. cut your losses. What Southwest did not do is, and, and but <laughs> what they, what's so sad is we've been taught, and I'm going to get a little bit political here, and I don't really care because it's not a, a party based thing. Mm -hmm. It is a political thing here. We see all day, every day, for the last decade, spin, spin, spin. Mm -hmm. I watch people stand in front of the media, and for the most part, they're spinning the whole time. They're not giving truth. Right. It's a narrative. It's a narrative, and this is why they are not trusted. Mm Mm-hmm. The media does the same thing. They've lost their trust. Mm -hmm. So who's left? Well, you got family, hopefully, and a few outliers in business. A few outliers in business. People listening to me right now, they might say to themselves, I'm not sure if I like him, but I actually believe that he's not BSing me right now. Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm interested in and that's how I want companies to communicate in a way that the person immediately says well they're not BSing they're being straight with me they're being real with me Southwest had a chance to be real they spun it and they called it a bunch of different things that it was not they didn't anticipate what was going to happen with their pilots Mm -hmm. and then once it happened, they like to point the finger at every other thing other than the fact that we didn't anticipate what was going to happen with our pilots. Yeah, it was It's a simple call. And by the way, you don't have to throw anybody under the bus to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just one of those things where you can say we respect what our pilots are doing, what our union is doing, whatever you want to call it. Okay, I don't know exactly how it works with Southwest. Yeah, But this is our situation. We don't know when we're going to get out of it. This is how we're going to make it right. This is how we're going to try to prevent it from happening again. But don't lie to me cuz I'm not dumb.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: All of it's like it is amazing to me how so much of the communication out there is based on the person who's sharing it or the organization that's sharing it really believes you're dumb.
0: Yeah.
1: And naive. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to what I was saying as If you want to stand out in business you start with the premise my customer isn't dumb Mm -hmm. my customer will either learn from me the thing whatever the thing is or they're gonna learn it from somebody else that is up to me partially so i'm sure as heck gonna do everything i can to make sure that i am a part of that decision in other words i inject myself into the conversation mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm going to win doesn't mean I'm win the deal in fact I'm going to be so honest I'm going to turn a lot of people away because I'm going to tell them our thing our service our product our company isn't a good fit for you which by the way you want to talk transparency mm. yeah. the easiest way that you can right now as a business if you're listening to this on your website definitively talk about who you're not a good fit for I love that everybody talks about who they who they are mm-hmm. why they're awesome sauce but the moment you're willing to say what you're not, Chris, is the moment you become dramatically more attractive to those who you are a good fit for.
0: Yeah. That's powerful, man, but yet how many people do that? Very, very few. Yeah. And that's moving towards relationship. I think if you're willing Absol- to do that. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. I'm I'm glad you brought up just the I'm glad you got a little political because um, what you what you said if Southwest would have just come out and said we didn't anticipate. That's right. Immediately, you just humanize the issue. Has anybody ever been in a situation where things happen that you don't anticipate? We all have as leaders, and the best way best way to deal with it is to own it. I think that's what I found um, in my career. But but unfortunately, that didn't happen. I'm 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 a big Southwest fan, so I'm not beating up on Southwest here. I was just like, guys, come on, you know, grab you, hold of you, the
1: stick. The thing is, you as a fan you actually want to forgive them. Mm -hmm. You're looking for an excuse to forgive them. That's right. If they just came out to your point and they said, recently, we screwed up. We didn't realize that we were going to have a pilot shortage due to these mandates. And honestly, we haven't been trained for this. No company has. Mm -hmm. We're figuring out as we go so we did mess up, and it affected a lot of you. We asked for your forgiveness, and we asked that you're patient with us. We promised to make it right if you stick with us. Yeah, I'm telling so. you what. Now, Domino's is the greatest example in the history of big brands that has done that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: It's the famous Yes We Did campaign where they openly said, Yeah, you said our pizza tasted like cardboard. They said that. Yes. What a glorious way of bringing the elephant to the front of the room and saying, here it is, this is what you said. Mm-hmm. Man, that's powerful. No different than pools, you say, we and we talk about this, fiberglass pools, they used to have all types of problems. They were constructed the wrong way, mm-hmm. and that gave them a bad name over 25 years ago, but it gave them a bad name. Yep. And so you don't hide from that. You don't hide from the history. You lean into it. Because it gives you a chance to say, but here's what's happened since then. Here's the changes that have been made, and people appreciate that. And everybody loves story arc; they just do mm-hmm. inherently. Yep. We appreciate when somebody can rise from the ashes yes. and improve the thing. That's part of the reason why they ask you, answer did so really well. I mean, it was like, okay, you got a simple pool guy here. And his business partners, of course, they're about to lose this company. And they say, okay, let's just become the Wikipedia of pools. And they become the Wikipedia pools because they talk about stuff that nobody's ever talked about on their website. And look, they became the most traffic swimming pool website in the world. Huh, that's story arc. Absolutely. Now, there's yep. a bunch of technique in there of how they did it, but story arc matters. And you can use it in your favor. And you can also remember that. When this stuff is hitting the fan, as yes. it is for
0: Southwest. Absolutely. That, that, those are all great points. Nobody hates a comeback story. In fact, we <laughs> all cheer for the comeback we kid, do. right? We do. Um, it's I funny. Re- I remember Jim Harbaugh was captain comeback when he was here with the Colts, and it was a glorious time. And, and you're right. Brands can ride out, rise out of the ashes from that. Um, so I know you have had – you faced adversity – Um, We had uh, Christian Shrilla, director of marketing for River Pools on, uh, a colleague of yours uh, earlier in our our first episode. And um, talk a little bit about, and I think we're in a unique time because I think people are genuinely, and business leaders included, I find myself there, we're scared. We're scared to say what's really on our mind. We're scared to say what we're really thinking. Um, Talk about just, pushing through that, having the courage to push through it, what does it look like?
1: It is a weird time uh, because we're becoming extremely tribal uh, in society, Mm -hmm. and there's parallel societies that are forming, which doesn't bring me pleasure. Right. And um, you see that in business, You see that with this constant good guy, bad guy conversation. That group, bad guy. That group, good guy. Or gal. Or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it, um, frankly, it vexes me quite a bit. I mean, just quite a bit. I've, I have a general policy for myself, because I'm a bit of a like although ninety nine percent of the world doesn't know me ninety nine point nine 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 there's this really small corner of the world where a lot of people know me mm-hmm. and in that arena, I had a choice to make is either I was gonna jump into the fray of endless blabbery and debate that's chock full of negative energy Mm -hmm. or I was going to find ways to make people better Hmm. and make businesses better I was going to stay agnostic as possible and I chose to be that yeah now most people can probably sense maybe where i am on certain things by what they read or say mm-hmm. but i can tell you with my agency we have a we i got 70 employees over there yep um and it's a very social media type of crowd right it's not like my swimming pool company where you know most of those employees are not sitting there on on all social media's like you mm-hmm. put a bunch of marketers in a room and there are, there's a lot of reach there. there's a lot of social media. Mm-hmm. Our policy as a company is before you post the thing online ask yourself would my coworker yep. feel good about this. Um and that's a pretty good one because our focus is what what unites us hmm Not what makes us different at our yeah. at our company, at my agency. Yeah. And um, what's the name of that Marcus, It's called agency? Impact. Impact. Yep. And the URL is impactplus.com. Okay. Yep. And uh, so, you know, that's something that I just I am a firm believer that the the organizations that get aggressive with political causes in a in a there and I think there's two types of political causes, right? There's political cause and and, and this is like a, there's different interpretations of this, but when I say political cause, there's some that would be let's say if somebody says, you know, we as a company we spend one percent of our um of our revenues or profits Towards a particular cause, you know, human trafficking or homelessness or child hunger, whatever the thing is. Mm -hmm. That's universally, for the most part, except the 0.1% of nutso's, most people would say, that's that's nice. Mm -hmm. But then there's organizations that are trying to be overtly political uh, about things that are very divisive. Yeah. And let me say that if you have... That if you make that choice as a CEO, you're literally saying, I don't want 50% or I want to have disagreement with at least 50% of my customer base and potentially a certain percentage of my employees. Mm -hmm. Now, if you say, well, we're taking a political stand, but all of our employees agree on that, that means, in and of itself, you have a non-inclusive company. Yeah. Wow. So, yep. you're, not even, you're not eating your own dog food at that point. Right. Yeah. If you have a, an employee base where 100% of them politically agree on all things, you have the least diverse of all companies in the world, mm-hmm. and you should be ashamed. And everything you purport to represent is fundamentally false. It's not true. Mm -hmm. And so I am not looking to just divide for no reason and to say, let's find all of our differences or let's get behind a cause that is going to promote major differences. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in that, and I think it's bad, terrible advice. And I've seen a lot of marketing people go out there and say, the buyer of today, the Gen Z, Y, all, et cetera, et cetera. They want you to be political. It's a lie. It's the biggest pile of BS mm-hmm. that I might have heard of all the terrible advice that I've heard over my years. And I'll tell you why. Because here's the way these surveys are done. The surveys are done like this. Would you like the companies that you buy from to share their political beliefs? Oh, of course I would. Would you like to buy from people that do not share your political beliefs? Well,, uh, probably not.. Right. So the thing about it is, the way it's asked, it's like, oh yeah. People say, I would love to know their beliefs." Not true, right? It's not true. because now, all of a sudden, you've created this divisiveness. And that's why this, the studies are just total junk, total junk. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to recognize that if you're overtly political about divisive causes, you're going to lose mm-hmm. audience, potential customers, and you will not unite people together. Yeah. And that's the bottom line for me. It ain't about red or blue, or any other color in between. It's about, am I, with the things that I'm saying, focusing on how can we come together as a people, as a society, as employees, as team members, whatever that thing is, or how what drives us apart? The reality, too, is this. What drives us apart is what gets the most ratings, it gets the most clicks, it's what gets the most attention, it's a crying shame. Yes. Unless you speak in absolutes, oftentimes people don't hear you. So you hear marketers say stupid things like, such and such is dead. Email marketing is dead. What a dumb statement. <laughs> I mean, everybody listening to this right now has sent an email out today, and then they hear email marketing is dead. That person should lose their, 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 their invisible whatever you want to call it, marketing license <laughs> and never be allowed to share again because it's just terrible advice. Absolutely. Why do you have to do yeah. that? Well, it's truth is, absolutes get heard. Yeah. You can't say, generally speaking, and get the same amount of attention. I accepted that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And with that, I said, I'm not necessarily going to go viral with certain things. And I don't really care. Because I'm going to be honest with the things that I say. Yeah. And I'm not going to speak all the time in false absolutes. And I'm not going to divide. I'm going to look to unite. And that's why, too, if you look at the political spectrum and the people that follow me in the world, most of them are going to say, I really like Marcus. Mm -hmm. And then you say, well, politically, how do you feel about him? Well, he doesn't sit there and pontificate all day long about politics, but I know he's made me a better person, or I know he's made my business better, and that's what interests me.
0: Yeah, you, you've hit on so many great things in what you just said. Um, I used to joke with my kids, uh, and and uh, we're Star Wars fans, and we would say, who speaks in absolutes? The Sith. The Sith always speak in absolutes. Um, and, and I think we're seeing some of that today. mm um, <laughs> I think you know the other the other cool thing um, that you just talked about is um, it reminded me of something a friend of mine said. Uh, we can have um, we can be unified in the essentials, and we can have diversity in the non-essentials. Mm. When when you think about brands and marketing, and and you guys know this at your agency, it's about human experience. There is a heck of a lot of things that we can unite around. The human experience, it doesn't matter, your color, your race, how you identify There's a whole lot of things around the human experience that that we can identify around and unify around. But the forces at work are dividing us right now. I think it's a great opportunity for brands to lead. If you could just talk about how can brands lead with transparency and change the dynamic? How can companies lead today and change the dynamic and show us a better way to unify around being human?
1: I think it starts with assuming positive intent. Hmm. We have a rule uh, at my agency, yeah, which is when somebody says something that upsets you, First, before you make a rash reaction or judgment, Mm -hmm. first assume positive intent. Yeah. Do they really try to offend you or hurt you there? Now, there are certainly times when people do, and at that point they deserve whatever they get. Mm -hmm. When somebody doesn't, then we've got to learn to let things go. That's on an individual level. Now, on on a brand level, what 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 can we do? I think to what you said a minute ago, Chris, there's power behind story and I think some of these bigger brands especially they' you're seeing them create more stories and the stories can be very uniting mm-hmm. The campaigns can be very causeworthy that people everyone shares Mm -hmm. everyone says that's a good thing it doesn't have to be pointing the finger it doesn't have to be either you're Mm -hmm. with us or you're against us yeah It doesn't have to be i'm putting my stake in the ground right a line in the sand and so i think we we tell stories better stories show better stories of our customers of our people and the good things that they're doing and the good uh, employees that we have and the good things they're doing and and you know it's just like to me just it, take a take the the uh, the often cited word these days diversity mm-hmm. companies love to say we're diverse interesting so. Do I know the stories of your people? Like, do I get to see them? Are they on your website? Mm-hmm. Do I get to meet them in, in a, a digital way? Hmm. Do I feel like I've seen their face and heard their voice? And are are they of, it's not just diversity in the political context, it's diversity of thought, right? It's like, I, I, I'm intrigued by those things. And those are all like micro stories that you can be telling yeah. And showing again because it's tell and show as a brand. To me, that's what makes me say that's truly a diverse company. But mm-hmm. when somebody says it, it's just noise to me at this point because everybody's saying it. Lots of catchwords. Yeah. And just, yep. you know, here, look at us. But have you,
0: what if well, it loses meaning? It loses meeting. meaning. Again, yeah. it's just noise to the marketplace. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, look, this has been great we could go on and on. I mean, you can, I love your passion, man. Thank you. Um, I am looking forward to seeing you speak. Um, I'll get to a couple times mm-hmm. this year, just because of our affiliation um, with what you guys do at river pools. Um, tell us a little bit more about your agencies and who you help and in, in, in those things.
1: Well, I'm fortunate to have written, they ask you answer. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously they ask you into the philosophy changed my life, saved our business at river pools, but It's now changed the lives and businesses of thousands and thousands around the world. It's quite amazing. Mm -hmm. And that has led to many, many people reaching out to me and my company saying, I believe what I just read in that book. I Mm -hmm. want us to be that. I wanna be more transparent. I wanna be the voice of trust in our space. I wanna answer their questions. I wanna do business better and differently. And so we help companies today implement the Ask You Answer uh, within their business. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been amazing, right, to watch it. And we help them really just take control of their digital sales and marketing. So we're a training and coaching company. We also have mm-hmm. an online learning platform called Impact Plus that if you, in a very inexpensive way, wants to Take quite a few digital sales and marketing courses mm-hmm. um, and just up your game dramatically. Just go to impactplus.com. It's like $500 a year, so it's dirt, dirt cheap, but it's wow, it's very great. transformative. Uh, and we have a free They Ask Your Answer course that I have on there. Just go to impactplus.com and it's a two hour video course. I created it for you if you're listening to this to really. Uh, understand better the nuts and bolts of they ask you answer so okay. yeah man that's the uh that's the journey and of course i speak full-time uh during pandemics most of that's online but yeah. you know i've gotten around i was in the uk and spoke to 1100 people two weeks ago and i've already done probably you know nine in persons uh since we started opening back up and i'm sure mm-hmm. next year i'll get back out there again but somebody know, s- wants
0: you as a speaker how do they find you
1: yeah, okay. just go to com, or okay. you know, just type pool guy online. you probably find me somehow
0: that way. <laughs> All right. Marcus, uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Um, this a wrap for our second episode of Shift Digital. Uh, really appreciated having you. Got some great insight. You got a book in the future about transparency I marketing? I do.
1: I mean, you know, they ask you the answer is the ultimate of, of transparency. It's had two editions. I, I came out with a book on video called The Visual Sale last year. Um, so that's still available, but I've got something that I'm cooking that is on transformative leadership communication. I think it's the, frankly, I think it'll be the most uh, transcendent uh, book that I ever write. They Ask You Answer's done well, um, yeah. but I think I think this next book that I write on that on transformative leadership communication, yeah, I think it'll be a game changer. Yeah, I do.
0: Well, I'll tell you this: we've been blessed by They Ask You Answer. Um, here at the at our agency at media fuel and um, it's just been great having you on Um, Mm -hmm. thanks for your insights keep pressing forward man thank you brother appreciate it all right that's a wrap everybody thanks for joining us on shift digital and uh, our next speaker is a bit of a surprise so we're going to tease you with that Mm -hmm. make you curious Uh, be sure to join us uh, for our next episode this is chris bass signing off